0: You are Locked On Clippers Postcast, part of Locked On Los Angeles on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Clippers Postcast on the Locked On Clippers Podcast feed. I am Pete Fox. Thank you for joining me. That was pretty fun after the first quarter Clippers with a 103-95 win over the Heat in Miami, Seah Center. New sponsor there used to be uh, American Airlines Arena. Flippers, another ugly start. Come on now. This is getting old. How can we how come we can't play four quarters? I am Pete Fox, covering sports in LA since 2007 for ESPN LA and NBC Sports Radio. Tonight, the show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. They help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnMBA. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnMBA. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Again, 103.95 the win. But it was an ugly start to the game once again for the Clippers. Just not making shots in the first quarter. Uh, Ivica Zubots, who returned to the lineup tonight after missing nine games, two early fouls. The ball wasn't moving, a lot of ISO. And uh, I'm just not a big fan of that, especially in the first quarter. I like it in the fourth quarter. Uh, JJ Redick, who was calling the game for ESPN, also likes it. Of course, he's a former Clipper, he feels like that's what the Clippers want to do. Their game plan is to ISO Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. I'm not sure that that's the case, right? They're much, much better when they're passing the ball. When James Harden is running the offense like he did tonight, and they are getting guys that are open because James Harden's drawn a double team, or if he passes it to Kawhi, Kawhi draws a double team and leaves Norman Powell open or Paul George open or somebody else wide open. Uh, So the ISO ball to me in the first quarter is just not what they should be doing. They, they should be working their way into the game by p- overly passing the ball to find the open guy and uh, going from there. And then in the in the fourth quarter, when people are hot and you figured out who's not hot, like Paul George wasn't great tonight. He hasn't been great for the last few nights. Of course, Kawhi's been red hot. Once again, was tonight. He's had three consecutive games over 30. Tonight he had uh, just 25, but was fantastic across the board. His stat line was amazing. We'll get into that uh, a little bit later. But uh, when when you find out who's not hot, you find the guy who is hot and uh, keep feeding that guy in the early part of the game. Now, Kawhi made some comments after the game in Detroit, uh, basically saying, look, we're relying too much on our talent and not enough on execution. He said some other stuff, but that's the nutshell of what he was trying to get across. We're, we're playing hero ball a little too much. We're just trying to uh, score rather than work outwork the opponent. And that has a lot to do with their effort on defense, right? It, Kawhi Leonard is a, a great scorer, but is also a fantastic defender. And I think he was trying to get the point across to his teammates that Hey, we all have to play defense. And tonight they did. Once the first quarter was gone and they uh, got back into this game, and got rid of the the ugly start, uh, I thought possibly, you know, teams that are on the road uh, for a long road trip like this, this was game six of the seven-game roadie. It ends tomorrow in Atlanta. Uh, when you get to Miami and you're hanging out in South Beach the night before because they did have a day off coming into this one last night, a Saturday night in South beach. I haven't ever been to South beach, uh, but when you're a rich athlete, that isn't Kawhi Leonard, because we can probably assume that Kawhi Leonard did not go out on South beach last night, was hanging out in his hotel room. Uh, but some of the other guys usually do. It is a notorious place for professional athletes to go out and have fun the night before their game. And Kawhi Leonard was basically, I think he was trying to get the point across that, that, hey, we need to work harder and not just rely on our God-given abilities. Now, that helps, of course. It's a big part of why this team is good and why these guys make a ton of money as professional athletes. But sometimes that's not enough. Sometimes you have to outwork your opponent. And it felt like tonight at times they got the message and were playing some fantastic defense. Again, like the two previous games in D.C. and Detroit, it took the halftime uh, tongue lashing from Kawhi, potentially from the coaching staff. It's hard to say who was giving that tongue lashing. It's usually the coaching staff, but after the uh, halftime intermission, they come out in the second half and they are much better. And tonight again, they were, they started out with a five nothing run in the third quarter. Harden hit a clutch three uh, off a catch and shoot, which is a little different for him. He was—he uh, had a big night, by the way. I haven't mentioned Harden's numbers yet, but he was fantastic. Played 42 minutes, seven of 13, hit five threes for 21 points, and a few of them were catch and shoots, which is not his normal thing. He's—he's he's more of a, an ISO guy. That is a master at drawing fouls and getting an open look when he's got one or two or four hands in his face. And then, you know, he does that—I don't want to call it flopping—but It is within the rules, and and people that don't like James Harden will probably call it flopping. I was describing it to uh, a colleague a couple of nights ago uh, as to how brilliant he is drawing those fouls. But the way I described it was it's kind of like flopping because when he gets that foot underneath him, he immediately just crumbles and falls to the ground to draw that foul. Now, they've changed that rule over the past few years where – When you close out on a guy shooting a three or or a two for for that matter, but generally it's at the three point line, and your your closeout leaves your feet under his feet. That's a foul on the defender. You have to give him room to come down. And James Harden kind of kicks out that right leg a little bit when he shoots that up with his left hand, and when he comes down, he's like a wet sponge, and uh, gets the foul more often than not. He had two three point and ones tonight. And we'll get to that uh, when we get to the bucket list right after this. Thank you for joining me here on the locked on Clippers postcast. And thanks for watching us on the locked on sports LA YouTube channel. And of course, listening on the locked on Clippers podcast feed. All right, let's talk about LinkedIn jobs right after I do this and remind you about LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is uh, a great place to find employees or to find work. And with the start of the new year here, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one thing I can make? What's the one thing I can do this year that'll take my business to the next level through 2024? Well, LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free as i've mentioned before my wife and i own a small little uh family-owned business here in uh, the city we live in in california and it's growing it's going very well and it's growing and we are trying to find uh, we have to find another employee to Uh, you know, come in on the weekends and help us because we're so busy. So, one of the many ways that we have reached out to find good, talented people is on LinkedIn jobs. It isn't just another job board, LinkedIn jobs has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy, and when you have that many quality candidates, so easy that 86% 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within 24 hours. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on That's linkedin.com slash locked on NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Also, want to tell you about BetterHelp because tonight's show is also sponsored by BetterHelp. Around the new year, generally, we try to find ways to make ourselves better, to improve ourselves. We feel compelled to come up with resolutions uh, or three ways, three things we can do better to change or improve ourselves instead of just saying, hey, we're doing a lot of things well, personally, professionally. Uh, let's improve upon those things. And therapy can help you find those things to improve on rather than feeling the need to change everything. I've done therapy a few times over the years, and I've always found it to be very helpful kind of organizing things in my brain that don't necessarily always make sense personally. Uh, some things that frustrate me, things that uh, anger me, uh, communication issues, et cetera. And I've b- done it both in person and online, and it is relatively exactly the same so don't feel like doing it online is is worthless and not the same as being there in person it is almost identical it feels very very comfortable very very similar so if you're thinking of starting therapy give better help a try it's entirely online designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule celebrate the progress you've already made you don't need to make a ton of changes just improve upon the things you're already doing right visit betterhelp.com Slash locked on NBA today to get ten percent off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H E L P dot slash locked on NBA. All right, our bucket list coming up here in just a little bit on the Locked On Clippers postcast. Thank you for joining me here on the Locked On Clippers Sports LA YouTube channel. Uh, funny story: my wife's son's grandson. I'm sorry. My wife's son's son. <laughs> so kind of like my grandson, it's my wife's grandson, but I I am the step granddad, if you will. And yeah, I know I don't look that old, right? I, there's no way I'm a granddad to anybody. I, I, I agree with you. Uh, but anyway, he is a, you know, he's five, six years old, loves YouTube. And I said, Hey Everest, I'm on YouTube. And he said, no, you're not. <laughs> it was like, I told him I was in, you know, a, a Marvel movie or something. I said, Everest, I'm on YouTube. You got to check out the Locked On Clippers postcast. And he's like, no, you're not. So we looked one up and he was just in awe. It was so cool. He was like, oh my God, you're really on YouTube. And he was watching. He, he's not a not a huge uh Sports fan, really. He likes the monster trucks and likes baseball a little bit, but not not a big basketball fan or football fan just yet. But very impressed about the fact that uh, Poppy Pete was on YouTube doing the locked on Clippers postcast. Clippers tonight with a 103 95 win. Uh, At times, you weren't really sure if they were going to be able to pull this one out. Uh, They started playing defense in the fourth quarter. Uh, Westbrook was doing his thing, came in at the five minute mark, provided energy. And of course, once again, things picked up, uh, he was missing shots, but still playing D giving the energy, changing the attitude. He was two of nine for five points. Uh, not a great stat line. He had three turnovers, uh, missed three threes, hit one, which was clutch at the time. And he had two assists, but he can, he could still change the tone of the game just by being on the floor and coming oh, tonight. It felt like when he's off, it's like, he's dialed up to more than a hundred. Like it just it, 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 his governor is broken. Sometimes he just goes too hard. It's like, you don't need to go that hard every night or every time you're on the floor. Sometimes 95% would be good, but I don't know that that like, 90 to 100 is probably hard to regulate for him, especially at his age. And he's fantastically fit for a 35-year-old, I believe is how old he is. But sometimes it's just a little too much, and that's kind of what happened tonight. But again, changed the energy of the team, and the three that he did hit was uh, was very clutch and very important to the team. Uh, the big night was Kawhi Leonard with 25 points, 8 of 16, three threes, perfect from the line. He had 11 boards and uh two block shots and two steals and most importantly helped me get a win with my prize picks selection i had uh four selections and one of them was that bogdanovich guy who we played against in detroit a couple of nights ago and he was shooting the ball very well so i was like his uh, his number to eclipse to go above was like 14 and he had considerably more against the clippers a couple nights ago and i'm like oh you can make 14 no problem Of course, he had 11, but I had a flex play where I could miss one. So my three were points, rebounds, and assists for Harden and Kawhi. And then I had Adebayo on points, rebounds, and assists to go below. And he just barely came in below. His number was like 35, and he had 32, I think. Uh, Harden, I went above as well, and he was huge. Eclipsed his number rather comfortably. He was like 34, and I think he had 40 total with uh points, rebounds, and assists. And then Kawhi was a half below, right until the meaningless rebound when the game was over of two seconds. And uh, I don't remember who it was. Somebody from the Heat threw up a, a meaningless three, and Kawhi pulled down the rebound. And I was like, Yes! And that's the kind of stuff that makes. Stuff like FanDuel and Prize Picks, so much fun. So uh, I won myself a a, a huge, uh, I think it was $5 or something. But nonetheless, it was worth it. And had I hit four out of four, it would have paid um, 25, five times, I think, was the number on four out of four. But let's get to the bucket list here for tonight uh, because this was kind of a fun one. Uh, In at number five for the Clippers tonight on the bucket list was a Kawhi Dunk at the 4:16 mark of the first quarter forced a heat timeout. You know how I like that. Anytime you can have a basket that will force a timeout. It's good stuff. Uh, it drew the Clippers to within five as they were down by 11 early, uh, number four, also from Kawhi Leonard. He got a, uh, blocked shot, uh, and then a wide open look at 2.1 to bring him within three. So he blocked a shot and then the ball went out of bounds, I believe. And then, uh, An inbound pass to Kawhi right at the buzzer. I always like it when the Clippers score in the final seconds of a quarter, especially of the first half, and that's what that was. And it was just a wide-open look. He was just standing there at the block and uh, buried a little two-pointer there to bring the Clippers within three. uh, 22-19, the Heat led at the break. The number three in the third quarter, a Norman Powell three up a cross-court heave from James Harden. He drew a double team and then fired the ball all the way across the court to Norman Powell, who was open in the corner and hit that 3 thirty six of the uh, second. I'm sorry, not the third. And that made it 28-27. Uh, uh, number two, uh, Kawhi Leonard dunk after a steal. That made it 59-51. It forced another heat timeout. Came at the 643 mark of the third. And then the daggers, multiple daggers from James Harden, number one on the bucket list tonight. Harden had a three at the 553 mark to make it a 10-point advantage and then backed it right up about 40 seconds later at the 518 mark to make it 9178. It was a three-pointer with the and one, but he missed the and one. And then a little bit later, he had another three-pointer with an and one, which he did make. But James Harden tonight, the number one uh performer on the bucket list with two big dagger threes to make it a ten point advantage in the uh fourth quarter there, eighty-eight seventy-eight. Not a uh not a high scoring game. And the Clippers did a fantastic job in the fourth. Of keeping the heat down they only scored uh 28 in the fourth and they those were a lot of those were meaningless garbage buckets they kept the they, you know the game was basically over and the heat had only scored 18 in the fourth so they were able to squeak out an extra 10 they played hard they didn't go away and uh they were they were clearly missing uh tyler heroes scoring but uh, as far as their leaders jimmy butler with 21 bam Adebayo had 14 richardson who was filling in for Hero also had 14, and uh, Terry Rozier Jr. or the third rather uh, had 17 points in 38 minutes, but was 0 for 5 from beyond the arc. We'll take our final break. We'll come back and uh, dig into the second half a little bit more, and we'll talk about some of the things the Clippers were doing well, and we'll also get into our superlatives. Thank you for joining me here on the Locked On Clippers postcast on the Locked On Sports LA YouTube channel. All right, we know that the Super Bowl is seven days from today, one week away. So why not get to FanDuel and get in on the action? Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, that's $150 in bonus bets. Win or lose takes away the excitement, I guess, a little bit, but it probably feels really good to make a wager that you know you're not going to lose. Again, win or lose, you get a free $150 in bonus bets. And the app is so easy to use. And there are so many different ways to come up with a fun wager, same game parlays. There's all kinds of different parlays in the parlay hub, the best way to find those parlays. And uh, you can find all sorts of bets in the new explore tab. So if you're looking for a specific player, go to that explore tab and uh, it will help you find that. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel official partner of the NFL. All right. Clippers with a one Oh three 95 win in Miami Uh, game. Six of the Grammy road trip. They're now five and one. Uh, It was an ugly start. They shot 34% in the first quarter, then 39 at the break, but tied at 43 going into the break. And uh, from there, they started to pull away, but still close after three. They were only up two. Miami didn't really go away. They kept banging, kept battling. Kevin Love made a couple of big threes, but that was it for him. Just six points. Caleb Martin in 31 minutes was five of nine for 11 points off the bench. But uh, at the end of three Clippers led 69, 67 had missed right at the end of the third quarter. They came out of the break with some energy and played well. But right at the end of the break, things went ice cold for them they had missed eight in a row and uh miami went on a 9-0 run right at the end of the third start of the fourth to get back into it miami is tough in transition it seemed like anytime the heat were running the break the clippers were kind of on their heels and uh just couldn't deal with it really all that well and i know ty Lue, uh will be looking at that and be help uh pointing that out to them so they can improve their their play defensively on in transition. Cause I know he hates that when they don't, when they don't defend well or play well in transition. So uh, I, I think that all in all, this was a good win for the Clippers in spite of the heat, having won two in a row prior to the two in a row for the heat, they had lost seven in a row. So uh, they're struggling a little bit to find out who exactly they are or uh, whether or not they're a uh, title contending team. There's obviously uh, high hopes in Miami after being in the finals recently, uh, three of the last five years, is that right? Were they there last year as well against the um, Denver Nuggets? I, I feel like they were, so uh, I can't quite remember. But uh, anyway, there there's high expectations for the Miami Heat down there in South Florida. Uh, so you know when they go on a seven game losing streak and then put back to back wins together. Uh, people are starting to feel like they're turning things around and here come the Clippers who are the hottest team in the NBA dating back to December 1st, uh, now 24 and five they're 33 and 15 overall, uh, one game back in the Western conference of both Oklahoma city and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Now one game back in the loss column as well. Uh, both of those teams have tough opponents either tonight or tomorrow. So there is a chance the Clippers could be tied for the top spot in the Western Conference here real soon. But now 14-11 and on the road. Something that um, I was trying to keep an eye on tonight a little bit. They didn't necessarily do it because they didn't need to. But in a pregame, Ty Lee was talking to Brian Seaman uh, in the presser about going small and how they felt more comfortable that way uh, in spite of Zoo coming back tonight. They still, still play with the ability to go small if need be. And I think the opponent dictates that quite a bit. And when you've got a guy like Bam bio on the other team, you don't necessarily go out of your way to play small. They did a few times tonight, but it wasn't a major push for them. But he did say that they have that ability and they're feeling more comfortable with the three bigs, Zubots, Zubats, um, Plumley and uh, Tice on the bench. He said, we can have all three of those guys on the bench and feel pretty good about things. Uh, so, you know, the, the big push for Zubots tonight was not offensively. And I've talked a lot about zoo's offensive play because it's, it's, it's very comfortable uh, as a fan watching when he's got the ball in the paint, you feel like he's going to score more often than not. And tonight uh, two shots made two uh, four shots, made two of them. So he was uh, not a big offensive part of the night with just the four points. And uh, returning, they had him on a minutes restriction. He only played 18 minutes, but he had three rebounds. So he looked pretty good. It, it's, it's clear that missing night games, nine games, he needs to get back into the swing of things. Mason Plumley played more. 26 minutes, one of two from the floor, three of four from the line. Nine rebounds for Mason Plumley. Uh for five points. So he had a, a fairly big impact. But I did appreciate hearing Ty Lu's feeling his philosophy on playing small, that that they don't do it all the time, but they're becoming more comfortable with it. And they can if they need to. And and that's comforting. You like to hear that. The other thing that they talked about in the pregame, and you could see uh that I was. I don't know, maybe surprised is probably not the right word. Maybe it opened my eyes a little bit that I was impressed with their ball screen play. Uh, Now, J.J. Reddick discussed during the broadcast that a lot of these guys, and we've talked about this here on the postcast, that a lot of these stars, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook, have all had to basically give up something in their game to fit into this team, to have an impact on this Clippers team uh, fit into the puzzle of making this team successful. James Harden has probably made the most concessions along with Russell Westbrook, not being a starter, but Kawhi Leonard and Paul George have as well, something here and there night to night. It's a little different, but they've all had to give up a little bit of something to make the team more effective. Some of all the parts kind of a philosophy, And one of the things that that seems to work really well for them lately is Kawhi Leonard coming off the ball screen. And the thing I liked in the the pregame when they were going through this breakdown was Kawhi Leonard coming off the screen without the ball has been very effective for them. Uh, Of course, that's something that is... Not a huge big deal for NBA teams, but more often than not, I mean, basic basketball 101. When you put a screen, it's for the guy with the ball. But what the Clippers are doing right now, very effectively, is they look the, the Plumlee or Zubots or Tice will come out to the point or the elbow and screen Kawhi Leonard for James Harden to feed him the ball. So Kawhi Leonard gets an open look and it's working very effectively. Obviously, fairly basic, right? I've never coached basketball. I played as a freshman. I'm not a big time basketball X's and O's nerd, but I understand basketball enough to know that how a screen and roll works or a pick and roll, depending on how you want to call it. But I I think it's a little bit more complicated and effective when you're screening the guy without the ball because they're not they're not sliding over to defend the guy who doesn't have the ball. They're defending the guy with the ball and that's James Harden. And we know how good he is at passing. So he gets that, he gets that open pass to Kawhi Leonard and Kawhi Leonard bangs down that shot more often than not, because he's so efficient eight of 16 tonight for 50% in 35 minutes. He had 25 points Um, and six of six from the line. As I said, his stat line was very impressive. We'll get to that here. As we get into superlatives As we are uh, running low on time tonight, our best dancer who had the most threes. I said, whoever has the most threes will be the best dancer because, you know, generally speaking, after you make a three, you do a little dance. Even James Harden does that tonight. Our best dancer was James Harden, who had five threes on nine attempts, 11 assists. And we know how effective they are when James Harden has 10 or more assists. He had a plus 10. Again, we talked about that a couple of nights ago. His plus minus is well over 330, best in the NBA over the last 30 games. He had 21 points and four turnovers. Didn't love that all that much, but a lot of that came in the first quarter. He cleaned it up by the uh, the second half. Uh, 11 assists and eight rebounds. So, all in all, a big night for James Harden. As for our hardest worker, that would be Kawhi Leonard, a fantastic stat line for him as well. In 35 minutes, eight of 16, he had three threes, perfect from the line, 11 rebounds, four assists, two block shots, and two steals. So, he was doing a little bit of everything. He had a plus minus though, of minus six, which is surprising, but he had 25 points and played, uh, you know, with a ton of energy in that third quarter when they came out of the break, he was just flying to the ball, trying to be an example to his teammates about playing defense after he made those comments that we are uh, focused on our talent too much and not our execution. And lastly, our most clutch player of the night who had the most important shots, James Harden, two awards tonight in the superlatives because as i mentioned during the bucket list he had the dagger 3 at the 553 mark of the fourth and then another one right after it he had another 3 a little bit later with an and 1 so he was making very clutch shots down the stretch for the clippers big night for him and uh the clippers won this game on the back of Leonard and James Harden off uh not off tomorrow tomorrow is a back to back so on to atlanta to face the hawks we will talk to you after that right around uh let's say seven seven thirty pacific we appreciate you uh joining us here tonight and watching us on the locked on sports la youtube channel and more importantly listening on the locked on clippers podcast feed talk to you tomorrow have a good night